Elle est belle et son prénom c'est... Hello everyone and welcome to Frameline. I'm Barbara Gosowski. Courtney and I are going to start covering the Hot Dogs Festival that is coming up later on. It's, a, it's sort of a precursor show. I'm doing it alone today. We thought we'd start off with an interview that I did a while ago with uh, the director of programming at Hot Dogs, Shane Smith. We just sat down and, and we've known each other for a while. And he's he's definitely been around Hot Dogs as either a participant, a programmer, um, a fan for for a long time, and so and I have been a fan for a long time too. So we sat down and uh, we just had this sort of chat. We started off by reminiscing about Hot Dogs past, and Shane is able to give us these these great insights into not only the 25th anniversary but into the current year in terms of a documentary filmmaking. And then, of course, I was able to get some some little insights about. Um, the future, what he sees in the future for documentary and for hot dog. So just to, to give you a quick little intro to hot dogs, if you don't know or if you need reminding, the Hot Dogs Canadian International Documentary Festival is coming up on April 26th until May 6th. It sounds like it's a while away, but it's not actually because already a number of films have gone rush. So it's time, if you haven't already, it's time to start choosing films and start, uh, you know, catching the buzz about some of the films. And hopefully this interview will, will get you started in that process. Before I continue, it's very important that you know the website hotdocs.ca. That is your portal to everything. This is where you will find great joy in the coming days. <laughs> All right. Uh, so right now, like I said, I am super pleased to be presenting this interview that I conducted with Shane Smith, the director of programming at Hot Docs International Film Festival. I remember you as a, a documentary fan. Mm -hmm. as, soon as, you, as soon as I got to know you as a programmer here in Toronto, so for me, when you became the director of programming for Hot Dogs, I think you remember me saying, like, oh, it's like the universe just <laughs> corrected itself and the right person <laughs> is it. Not that the wrong person was ever in the job, but it's like they found the right person for this job. So keeping that in mind, let's go back to memories of Hot Dogs since it's the 25th anniversary. Mm -hmm. Memories of Hot Dogs from the perspective of a doc fan and a programmer yeah, yeah. who attended I did. I think I came to my first hot dogs in 1997, like the year after I arrived in Toronto to live here. So, and it was at the Metropolitan Hotel, the industry stuff in like ballrooms, screenings there. So, so I started early, you know, with my, my engagement with hot dogs. And I really, my main memory from every year is sequestering myself in that screening room that they had <laughs> in the dock shop right. for hours, like at the beginning of the festival, booking chunks of time, four hours, six hours to just sit in there and, and watch as many documentaries as I could, punctuate it by going to public screenings, of mm -hmm. course. But, you know, us industry pros, we're like, oh, public screenings, they take so long to get started, there's so much talking. But, you know, you want to get stuff seen and done, you, you hit the doc shop where, exactly. the, where the industry goes. But, of course, nothing can, you know, can make up for the fact of having a screening with a filmmaker there or a subject there. So, you know, it's always nice to to dip my toes back in there and, and, you know, be a member of the audience. Yeah. I remember uh, back in, in those days that it was very much a community mm -hmm. kind of like, it was a local 
or and it was a Canadian event. Yeah. So you coming from another country would have been, mm-hmm. that would have been really interesting as well. And yeah. for me, the the inside was like, oh, this is a community event. Like we need more. We didn't mm-hmm. have many of those, mm-hmm. right? We need more of these. And this is yeah. so great. You know, Peter Wintonic, the, the late great Peter Wintonic, he would come from Montreal. People would come yeah. from Vancouver. And yeah. it's like these people that you knew that you may have spoken to on the phone, mm-hmm. but here they are in the same room with you, yeah. possibly sharing popcorn with you. Totally, totally. <laughs> I mean, that's how the festival started by was started by Canadian producers and documentary filmmakers who wanted their work to be seen, wanted to connect with the international audience, and wanted those people to be here. But also, I think as importantly, a way to connect with each other. You know, from across all, you know, this vast land of ours. So, so yeah, feeling that sense of community from day one, really, since mm-hmm. I've, I've been at the festival. It's nice, you know, at that time I was sort of on the outside looking in, but. And then quickly, know, right? Then, yeah, just sort of elbowed quickly, my just... way in. I remember being at the Doc Agora conference that I think that Peter Wintonic organized, you know, just sitting in that room and hearing people talk that, like you said, that I'd known of or knew their names, but had never met in person or never seen them speak. It was really quite, uh, quite transformative. Mm. Do you have any specific memories or impressions or uh, as a programmer going there? Mm -hmm. I think really, I think the main sense memory I have is how passionate the community is. I mean, documentary filmmakers in general have to be passionate about the stories they're telling in order to, to bring them to life. But to, to understand the history and the depth of documentary talent and storytelling in Canada was, uh, was a revelation to me coming from Australia. I hadn't seen many uh, Canadian documentaries you know, at all before I came here. So, uh, you know, Hot Docs has been uh, a lifelong crash course in documentary in general, but the history yeah. and importance of Canadian documentary specifically. So being part of that and, and those impressions and those memories, I mean, I'm trying to remember when I started getting the feeling that this is this is growing rather quickly. And there was this, this point at which, you know, there's growth, which is great, and then there was this point at which is, Wait a minute, not only is the festival growing, but the international community is not only paying attention, they're sort of giving their blessing by showing Mm up. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't know if you have any sort of impressions of how that happened, when that happened. Yeah, I don't know. I, like you, it's, it's sort of, to me, was a, a gradual thing that I noticed. You know, you know, when I noticed it at happy hours, when I go to a happy hour <laughs> right, and see right. how That's very important for industry folks. Yeah. yeah, just see the, the growth of the number of people that were coming to those happy hours, connecting with each other, meeting each other. Uh, and then I, you know, start to get to know more people in the industry internationally who would, you know, talk about coming to hot dogs and the importance of being at hot dogs. So, you know, when I was in other jobs out in the world, mm-hmm. you know, and meeting and talking to those people, you know, everyone that was involved in documentary knew about and had been to or was planning to go to hot dogs. So, so it's been, you know, great to see the evolution of the festival from, from where I was sitting in, right. in the dock shop through till now when I'm out in the world and, and people you know, really appreciate and I think value the mm-hmm. festival. So as director of programming, when you do go to other festivals and other events, you do you get a, a sense of what you obviously yeah. do? <coughs> Pardon me. Uh, yeah, what I, when I'm out in the world, and hey, maybe this is blowing smoke, but people really seem to talk about the great experiences 
experiences that they've had at Hot Docs, particularly as filmmakers. And to a one, every filmmaker that I speak to talks about the great audiences, talks about the great screenings that they've had when they've been at Hot Docs, so, which you know is a real tribute to you know, Toronto audiences and their engagement with documentaries of, of all kinds. You know, they appreciate all different kinds of, of documentary storytelling. So, and filmmakers really value um, that interaction and connection with the audience at Hot Docs. Mm-hmm. So you become the director of programming a few years ago. And when it came to that, to your new job, mm-hmm. you, had, you must have had certain thoughts and aspirations <clears throat> in that role. Yeah, I mean, I think I came in, I mean, it, it ain't broke, so don't <laughs> fix it, was, has always been, my approach has always been, you know, come in, find, get the lay of the land, find out how things are working, and then look for the things that you can improve and, and evolve and, and change. And I came in knowing that I wanted to make sure that there was great support and profile for short documentaries, because... I love short films, and it worked worked in shorts for a number of years. So I wanted to make sure that that was a priority. I also wanted to make sure that the profile of the festival and the quality of the festival was maintained. You know, it, it's got a great reputation, and I certainly didn't want to do anything to to change that, hinder that, and to work with you know, support the great programming team that we work with. Many of the programmers have been here for you know, a number of years, some over a decade. So. There's a real depth of knowledge and experience there that that you know I I listen to. I spend a lot of time listening and talking to the team and finding out how things have been done, but also finding out what their strengths were, their interests were, and their experiences were with with documentary and documentary filmmakers. In terms of any sort of issue issues in the documentary filmmaking <clears throat> world, well, you know, once you're at the helm, once you're the captain mm-hmm. of the boat, is there anything that you re- that you saw that you really wanted to develop? One of the issues that that has come up over the last few years has been sustainability for, as as a documentary filmmaker sustaining a career in documentary without having to have a day job. So, and you know, that's been uh, an idea and a, an agenda that's been perpetuated by in supporters of documentary and, and advocacy organizations like IDA and like the Doc Organization of Canada. So, you know, doing what we can do as an organization to uh, support a healthy and enhance a healthy ecosystem for documentary has been important. And I think, you know, cultural diversity, gender diversity in programming, you know, something that Hot Dogs has always been focused on, but that we've you know, particularly paid attention to in recent years as well, making sure that you know, the stories that we're telling, the films that we're selecting and showing are reflecting our audience and the interests of our audience, which is from all over the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, I noticed that there's this program, Silence Breakers, mm-hmm. this year. You often have the same programs, but you're often building new ones depending on the thematics of what's mm-hmm. happening in a particular year. And so this year, yeah. with with your goal that you reached of 50% female filmmakers, mm-hmm. and this, this program dedicated to women, women's voices, women mm-hmm. directors, women, you know, silence breakers. Yeah, I mean, that program came about, uh, A, because we were seeing great work, great stories being told by female filmmakers, and... The zeitgeist, it was, a, it was part of the conversation, it was what was happening. So going into the programming process, the team and I talked about the kinds of, of themes and ideas that we want to see represented in the festival if, if the work was there to support those ideas. And we knew that we wanted something 
a program that was focused on female storytelling and female filmmakers, and, and the work warranted it. We had so many great female-directed films this year submitted to the festival that it wasn't a challenge to put together a theme program around you know women telling women's stories, speaking up and being heard. And then we were able to, there were so many other good films, we were able to thread them throughout different programs in mm-hmm. the festival too. Yes, yes. You know, and, and gender parity and directors in the festival was something that we thought would be great if we could achieve it. It wasn't a mandate, it wasn't a demand, but you know, we were at uh, 48% female directors last year in the festival. So right. it's been a sort of natural progression, I think, over a number of years. And this year, with diversity and gender being so much a part of the cultural conversation, it really made sense to, to zero in on, on that as a subject as part of the, the festival. Mm-hmm. I also like to see, personally, uh, I like to see the fact that there are so many, as you say, well-done films mm-hmm. that happen to be made by women, and that it's not a stretch. It's not <sighs> like anybody forced no. this sort of percentage on the festival, you not know, because all. everyone's striving for this, but not everybody <clears throat> can attain it. And there's something special totally. in documentary that must be going on. Yeah, I mean, you know, the the number of films directed by and produced by by female-driven teams, creators is higher than in the fiction world, for sure, in the narrative world, but the work has to be of quality. And then we ended up turning down, unfortunately, a lot of good films made by female directors, as we did a lot of good films made by male directors. So so we're seeing, I think, the fruits of the of the labor of, of female producers and directors, but also some of the results of programs that have been established uh, that are basing uh, funding and support on gender parity over the last few years. Mm-hmm. So before we dive into the specifics of this year's festival, uh, let's talk about the big 25th anniversary and, and mm-hmm. sort of the goals there, the aspirations there, but also um, I do want to also end up with uh, talking about the special anniversary the anniversary screenings, <clears throat> yeah, the war okay. room and kind of Satake, so yeah, yeah. You know, if you could lead sure. us there. You know, birthdays are a great occasion to celebrate, you know, celebrate what you've achieved, but also to celebrate the people that have helped you get there. And that was an important part of how we wanted to recognize the 25th anniversary this year as a, a thank you to the audiences of Toronto that have really helped hot dogs grow into what it's become. So, you know, that's why, you know, there's a, a series at the cinema before the festival that's called Epilogue that is, you know, revisiting subjects of, of seminal documentaries from recent years. So that's a, a really cool idea that the cinema team came up with for their program. And then we wanted to include some documentaries that are celebrating their 25th birthday as well. And of course, there are two seminal ones that I thought uh, be really important to include. The War Room, of course, by D.A. Pennebaker and Chris Hedges, and sort of set the template for political documentaries moving forward and is still as relevant today as when it was made. And Kana Satake, 270 Years of Resistance by Alanisa Bomsawin, which also, sadly, is still as relevant uh, today as it was when it was made 25 years ago. And it was important that we have those filmmakers here to be able to meet a new audience and to talk about you know those films 25 years later and, and what they mean today. So, so both Alanis and uh, Pennebaker Hedges will be at the festival. And then in terms of giving something back to the audience. Uh, when I saw the, the Canadian team, what's my attention? The Trolley, directed by Stephen Lowe. And it's an IMAX documentary. We're not... It's the first one we've ever shown. It's not a format that, that you know, we've traditionally seen at Hot Docs. But 
given the subject matter of, of the film, which is streetcars, and Toronto's sort of love affair with the streetcar, continuing engagement support for streetcars while, while they've fallen by the wayside in so many other cities over the years, it made perfect sense to, to offer that film, and it's a beautifully made film too, to offer that film as a free screening to, to Toronto audiences at the Cinesphere, which was the first permanent IMAX screen, mm-hmm. I think, in the world. Yeah. So, and, you know, Stephen Lowe is the son of Colin Lowe, who I was know, one of the directors yes. of IMAX and, and a great NFB documentary filmmaker. So, you know, on so many levels, it sort of made perfect sense to, to be able to bring that film to the festival and to offer it as a, as a gift to mm-hmm. the audiences of Toronto who helped us get to where we are today. One thing I did notice was in terms of the recent festival, and now it's, it's really prominent in this festival, is the DocX program. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Virtual reality, um, yeah. you know, installations. And now in this year, there's even a performance yeah. by, you know, this, this local uh, filmmaker, mm-hmm. Kelly O'Brien. I've been following her on Facebook and loving her stuff. Right, yeah. Yeah, and hopefully yeah. I'll get her in the studio and we can talk about yeah, this fantastic. this project. But yeah, in terms of, it seems as if... Um, the DocX section has been growing exponentially, mm-hmm. and now with the 25th anniversary, it's like yeah. kind of exploded. Yeah, when you asked about things that you know I wanted to change or evolve at the festival, DocX was one of them. You know, paying attention to and welcoming in all forms of documentary storytelling, and of course, the bulk of the program is made up of virtual reality interactive documentaries, which are fascinating and groundbreaking, and documentary filmmakers are doing great work in that space, but. We've also made room in the past couple of years for sort of live performance, you know, performed documentary uh, as well, you know, covering different stories and different contexts uh, from different perspectives in a different way. And I think audiences have really enjoyed it. It's been unexpected. And I think that's, you know, that's something that we always want to provide as a festival, that unexpected moment. And postings from home, Kelly O'Brien's, uh, piece performed, you know, live performance is, I think, really one of those unexpected yet beautifully uh, moving stories, first-person perspectives on life, on raising children, you know, on the environment, all through the eyes of her children and her interactions with her children, one of whom severely disabled. So there's that element, too, of being a parent of a severely disabled child uh, and incorporating those stories and, and those moments into into life as a parent. So I'm really looking forward to seeing Kelly on the stage, bringing that, connecting with the audience over this sort of commonality, this shared experience of, of being a parent or being a nurturer or caring about your world. I can relate to her stuff even as someone who's not mm-hmm, a parent. Mm-hmm. Like the, the honesty, the coming from the children and their observation yeah. coming from her. This, exactly. this is going to be a special... It's spe- definitely a special. Yeah, event. one night only, one show only. So, I know. Yeah, oh. Don't miss. I've got to line up early for that one. <laughs> <laughs> so I know, obviously, food is a big trend this mm-hmm. year. Then we can talk about other trends that you've seen. But let's yeah. let's focus on the food because th- that's a big thing this year. Yeah, we've we've evolved uh, and developed the sort of food and film events over the last couple of years as well. So, you know, this year. Food docs are a staple of documentary storytelling, you know, and I, I have a soft spot for them. I love you know, a great food doc. It's all about overcoming challenges, overcoming mm-hmm. obstacles, you know, achieving greatness and perfection, uh, you know, at, at, often at the cost of your own sanity or health at the very least. So, so we've got a few. 
uh, food docs, including the film that's opening the festival, The Heat, directed by Maya Gallus, which has a really a, a female focus. It's about female chefs running the kitchen um, in various restaurants in various countries, actually. So, which is an interesting perspective, yeah. isn't it? Considering that in the home. It's considered the woman's work, or, you know, some people still see it that way, or it ends up being the woman cooking. I mean, but in the in the professional kitchens, yeah. it's like, no. Suddenly, yeah, the minute there's status connected to it, it's all about the men. And you know, some <laughs> exactly. of the chefs mentioned that, that, what? I mean, every chef has a story about usually a woman who has cooked for him <laughs> or her as a child, and that connection they had to that person. But it's always the women that are, are doing the cooking in these mm -hmm. stories, and, and one of the chefs mentions that in the film. So, you know, to be able to open the festival with a female-directed film by a filmmaker, Maya Gallus, who tells women's stories from a female perspective and has done throughout her career, you know, is a nice way to sort of draw that line through history to to now in terms of female stories. This is not a new thing. Women have been telling women's stories for a long time, but they just haven't been getting the attention that they deserve. So it's great to be able to give the, the attention and the profile of opening night to, to a film like The Heat. And then there's a few other food-related films throughout the festival that have a food component to them. So watch the film, then come have a conversation about the film uh, over, over food. You know, talk to a chef who uh, worked with one of the chefs that's in, you know, one of the, the films in Constructing Albert. Come to his restaurant and talk to him about his love of tapas and how this chef informed you know, mm. his career. Right. Talk to the women, you know, the female chefs that, that, are, that you'll see in the heat about their careers and their lives and how they balance it and how they make it work and the challenges that they face. So it's that way to connect over food that, you know, of course brings people together. In, in interesting and, and unique ways, and, and we're keen to continue to, to find ways to make those connections. It's interesting, over the course of this conversation, I started off with, uh, you know, this small festival that began 25 years ago, and I was thinking about the people aspect of it. Mm. And we're talking, as we were talking about the growth and everything, suddenly we're back to the people ask, aspect again, in terms mm -hmm. of connecting. It's a different kind of connecting, but there's yeah. always that sense of connecting. Yeah. Which is, yeah. I think, key to documentary, Yeah, you know, anyway. And then in, mm -hmm. in terms of the festival, it's reflecting that. Yeah, I think, that's, I think that's the promise of cinema, actually, the promise of movies. You know, why we go to the movies, why we go to the cinema is to, to connect over in a shared experience. And documentary just makes it that much more visceral because of you know, the, the real-life nature of the stories and the fact that we have the filmmakers here or we have the subjects here. You can really drill into the story in ways that you can't otherwise. You can watch documentaries in so many places in so many ways, which I'm thrilled about. You know, it's never been easier to see documentary, but to have the experience of connecting with and talking to the people that, you know, tell, the, tell you the stories behind the stories is a unique experience that you can only get at festivals, it mm -hmm. seems. And not, this is not to say there aren't what I call doc stars. <clears throat> yeah. You know, uh, anyone, you know, it, you've had any connection with a documentary, and mm. we all have, even if, just, if it's just on Netflix. There are people, right? But there are people that have been working in the in the world, you know, in the documentary world. You know personally that I had a reaction the other day when it, the thought of 
of D.A. Pennebaker being mm-hmm. here. I had this, mm-hmm. this star, rock star moment yeah. instead of it's a doc star moment. <laughs> doc star, I love it, yeah. <laughs> you can have that. That's star <laughs> moment. This doc star moment. Yeah. And, you know, Alanise, there, there are so mm-hmm. many others, you know. Oh, we should talk about the special, the mm. special focuses on, on individuals yeah, as well. Yeah. Because I, I had a doc star moment about Barbara Koppel being at the press yeah. conference. Totally. I mean, this is one of the things that continues to blow my mind about this job is that I can email Barbara Koppel. I can, I can call Barbara Koppel. I can invite her to the festival to, to be celebrated, you know, as she deservedly should be. I'm emailing Chris Hedges about her and D.A. Pennebaker coming to the festival. So these, it's incredible that, you know, we are able to connect with these people who have, have created such influential and formative documentary works and you know they're keen to be here they want to be here they want to connect with audiences they want to talk to people they want to meet people documentary filmmakers are curious about the world so that extends to you know wanting to meet people at festivals and events also so barbara koppel is our outstanding achievement uh, award recipient this year so she'll be up at the festival screening several of her films doing an on-stage conversation as well about her career and uh, John Walker is our Canadian uh, honoree this year with our Focus On retrospective. So we'll be showing several of his films, too. He's a great Canadian you know, documentary stalwart who was part of creating the Doc Organization of Canada and has been a passionate advocate for documentary in Canada for decades. So it's wonderful to be able to celebrate him and, and his work at the festival. And then we have filmmakers like Morgan Neville, coming up here to show his Mr. Rogers documentary, Won't You Be My Neighbor, which you will be in tears watching this film. Watching the trailer, I teared up. But it's, you know, it's a beautiful tribute to, you know, an extraordinary person whose philosophy, you know, and approach to life and to children and to, to the world we could, we could use more of today. And then Liz Garbus being here to, to show you know, her new series, The Fourth Estate, that we're going to that has her embedded inside the New York Times in the year after Trump's election. So these, you know, these amazing filmmakers who are continuing to make vital work, you know, around the world uh, will be here at the festival as well, which is always nice. When, you know, when they, when I talk to Barbara Koppel, she says, I love hot dogs, of course, you know, I want to be there. I want to, you know, take part. And I'm honored to be asked to be celebrated by you. I'm like, that's a, that's a real testament to the impact uh, of the festival and the support that the festival has, not only amongst audiences, but amongst the, the documentary filmmaking community. Are you willing to predict <clears throat> any future doc stars? Hmm. It's a tough one. There's so many, so many great filmmakers. I think, you know, I am a big fan of um, the work of Brett Story, a you know, great uh, Canadian documentary filmmaker. Her last film was made in the U.S., The Prison in Twelve Landscapes, which I thought was a really unique perspective you know, on documentary storytelling. So she's definitely one to keep an eye on. And then Christy Garland, another Canadian documentary filmmaker who has done most of her work outside of the country. So to see her and many Canadian filmmakers actually going out into the world and, and bringing back, telling these stories and bringing them back to Canadian audiences and, and you know, wanting to share those stories with us. I think it's really heartening. And I think those are two, two of the, I think, you know, future stalwarts of the Canadian documentary industry that we'll be hearing much more from in the coming years.
Okay. Well, thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you. Great to talk to you. See you at Hot Dogs. That was my conversation with Director of Programming at Hot Dogs, Shane Smith. And as I said, Hot Dogs Canadian International Documentary Festival is celebrating its 25th year, and it is opening this April, April 26th. It's coming up soon, April 26th, and it runs until the 6th. Go to hotdogs.ca right away, as soon as you finish listening to me. Before you go, though, please just listen to a couple of other things I just want to mention. Another very important thing is going on uh, next next week, April the 18th. It's the fifth annual National Canadian Film Day, organized by Real Canada in partnership with a number of organizations across Canada. It is a coast-to-coast. It's this massive coast-to-coast celebration of Canadian cinema, Canadian film showing all over the place, at your local library, at your local cinema. There's going to be film showing on YouTube thanks to Encore Plus. And there's going to be films streaming for free, which usually you have films streaming for free at the NFB, nfb.ca. But especially on this day, this celebration of Canadian film, go to nfb.ca and you don't even have to leave the house. But of course, there's lots of reasons to leave the house. For example, in Toronto, the documentary that came out recently about the Tragically Hip, their final cross-country tour, long time running. Royal Cinema will be screening that. The Review Cinema is screaming, screening the classic. I've heard the mermaids singing. Basically, you really it's really important that you go to canadianfilmday.ca and that will give you an idea of all the different events going on. You can actually, there's a map of Canada and you can look and see what is happening close to you. I guarantee there's something close to you. Like I said, it'll give you the details of other things if you really don't want to leave the house or if you just want to mix it with uh, staying in the house and going out. You can also stream all these films and do check the spot on the page where it says Spotlight Films because there's a number of notable films, past, present, and they're listed there. But also when you click on it, you can see where the, sh- the film is showing. And if it's not close enough to you, say you're in Toronto and this is screening in Halifax, this particular film, well, then you can see if there is an online way to see it. So it's a genius, genius thing that they have organized. And and it's a really special day and it just it's a wonderful day to be a Canadian a Canadian but a Canadian cinema fan it's it's like a, a massive party so have that party as you get ready to celebrate other parties like hot dogs that are coming up later so that's the 5th annual National Canadian Film Day go to canadianfilmday.ca and then finally in keeping with the theme of Canadian cinema and if you want to wet your appetites a little bit sooner than April 18th uh, this weekend April 14th and 15th at the Carlton Cinema there will be a showcase of Quebec cinema. And in fact, it's the Cine Franco Special Quebec Annual Spring Showcase of Quebec Cinema presented by Cine Franco and La Tournée du Cinéma Québec, oh, Québécois, sorry. So, yes, so it's going to be a full weekend of films and events. There's going to be a number of features, a number of shorts, all from Quebec. That's a special part of Canadian film and Canadian film day too. So fun times ahead, guys. Lots to do. And like I said, this has been the precursor 
This show has been the precursor to our Hot Docs coverage, which is coming up next Thursday. Courtney Small will be back with me, and we will have a couple of interviews, a whole bunch of reviews, and then we're just going like full force running from there every Thursday before and during the festival to keep you up to date with what's going on, and we'll get people in here, and we're just going to have a, a like a great time talking about these these films and celebrating the 25th anniversary. Don't forget to go to hotdogs.ca for all the information. So otherwise, take care, all of you, and I'll see you next week.